0: Hi everyone, this is Diva from Bloodhunter, and you're listening to The Metal Pit Podcast. Welcome to The Metal Pit Podcast, where we dive headfirst into the world of metal every week. Please check out our website at www.themetalpit.org for album reviews, interviews, and photo galleries from live shows. Also find us on Instagram and Facebook at The Metal Pit and on our YouTube channel at The Metal Pit 666. Tonight we're going to be revisiting a classic metal album. My name is Blake. I am your host and my guest tonight is Ken. How are you today, Ken?
1: Hey, sir. I'm good. How about yourself?
0: Oh, I'm great. Because we're talking um, about metal, of course.
1: Yep, and we're <laughs> talking about our favorite album from both of us, so that's a good—that's a good sign here.
0: Yes. So uh, thanks for joining me. Now uh, you, sure. some of the people that are my guests, are right for the metal pit. But you used to write for the metal pit. Now, that's right. Forgive me for not remembering the years and everything like that, because I've had a lot of people come and go, so it's hard to remember. But anyway, you don't need to talk about your time on the metal pit, but you can tell us what you're doing now, because I know you left to do a horror heavy metal website. So tell me about that. Tell us about that.
1: So just basically 2014 is when I was uh, when we contact each other and I was doing some writing for the metal pit. And I know at one point you were you were interested in me becoming like a like a lead editor on the site, which I I was uh, up for doing. But at the same time, I was launching my own website, my own venture, Horror Metal Sounds, which Mm -hmm. covers like horror and metal. So it was just a conflict of interest. But it's not like I I I love the metal pit. I think it was a great site for me to to find here in Canada. There's several sites. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so I basically launched into Horror Metal Sounds. We've been around since uh, October of 2014, I believe. Yeah. So it's been been a few years since we've uh, launched the site. for me, the site started because I originally had worked for, uh, you might remember, blistering.com. Yes. I, I wrote for that site for quite a while. And when the owner of the site pulled funding, the site tanked. And, of course, the editor-in-chief at that time, David, he decided to uh, launch his own site. And he wanted to do rhetoric.com. So mm-hmm. I joined. And he wanted to, at that time, um, sort of, wanted to focus on music but uh culture movies and things so he knew i liked horror so he asked me to, to do um a column for horror so i came up with horror metal sounds mm-hmm. and it was good uh, so i did a i did several uh articles and then we butt we butted heads over mm-hmm. which is which is just so idiotic stupid because i you know get obviously you're aware of Dawkins, the the famous uh yeah. nightmare on elm street song dream war yes you
0: know, Yes. I wrote an
1: article about that. And he said, I don't want that for my site. And I said, what do you mean? Well, Dawkin isn't the kind of band we want to cover. And I was like, what? <laughs> so we butted heads and I was pissed. So we actually, I actually walked away from the site. I took, because I own the horror Metal Sounds logo. Mm-hmm. I took it. And a buddy of mine, uh, my partner on horror Metal Sounds, he said, well, why don't we start our own site? And I'm like, hell yeah, let's do it. And that's, that's basically how we started. That's and so I'm you have
0: of a people. few, you have some people writing for you, then, right?
1: Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Like yourself, I've had uh, people from time to time. We've had uh, a lot of horror writers come on to, to help with the horror side. On the music side, I haven't had as many reviewers. Like I, our current reviewer Tim Tim Duran uh, out of uh, Vegas. He's really really good, and he's uh, connected to a lot of people, and uh, he's always good. He is always out going out to shows in Vegas, so he's always covering stuff. So he's one of my my top um, reviewers there currently right now. But yeah, so it's it's been a fun ride. I can tell you it's been an adventure.
0: (laughs) That's good. And of course, lots of heavy metal fans like horror movies, of course, because it kind of goes together. And I was telling you just the other day, I watched a documentary on that about horror and metal. I think that's what it's called. I think it was called horror and metal. (laughs)
1: Oh, I'll have to look (laughs) that up. But I I
0: I will I'll look it up for sure to make sure that's the title and send it to you. but it's good they interview horror people and metal people like anthrax was on there uh the drummer charlie he was on there yeah and i think scott yeah scott ian i think scott ian was on it too because he was actually in an episode of the walking dead right as a zombie yeah he was
1: a zombie yeah yeah that's right yeah
0: yeah and uh you know alice cooper was on and he was in the movie prince of darkness and all that stuff what a, do you have any? I know there's there's a lot of heavy metal horror movies combined together. Like I think my favorite is Trick or Treat. Do you know Trick or Treat?
1: Yep, yep, I've seen it. I own a copy of it.
0: With uh, Skippy from Family Ties, he it was on this. Skippy,
1: yeah, yep. That's he was right, on this documentary
0: right. too. It's kind of funny. Cool. And so in fast way, supply the music for that. And he yeah, G- yeah, right. yeah. had guest spots on it. <laughs> and, uh, and of course, Deathgasm, which came out a couple years ago is another good one, even though I watched yeah. it. Like the first time I watched it, I thought it was great. But then I watched mm-hmm. it recently was like, oh, this isn't as good as I thought it was, but it's still pretty cool with, <laughs> with uh, playing the evil music and bringing up, yeah. you could call them yeah. zombies, but whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's an okay movie. I d- I saw it and I didn't mind it. I've only seen it once. And I don't, to be honest, I don't really have a, like a, an inkling to go back and re- <laughs> rewatch it again, really, to be honest.
0: Yeah, it's not as good as I thought it was the first time, but it's still a good movie for somebody yeah. that hasn't seen it. Yet. Yes, they should see it once. I think. It's
1: yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. Well, the <laughs> now, is, there other, the, is there any other?
0: Uh, is there any other combination movies you know of? Horror and yeah, heavy metal. I was
1: going to bring up others. Well, lots actually. I was going to bring up Black Roses. The, it's a very important movie because it was filmed in, in Hamilton. Uh, John Fusano was the director, and mm-hmm. actually, I direct. I actually interviewed John twice for Fangoria magazine about, about his time on. Black Roses and the Jitters, the two movies that he made here
0: mm-hmm. in Canada.
1: And uh, yeah, that that's a that's a very famous movie. You should look it up. It was made in the I've, 80s.
0: I've heard the title, but I haven't seen it yet. And I tried to find it the other day, but I couldn't find it where I was looking. But I'll oh okay. Have to yeah, yeah, you should look for
1: it. It's a good movie. Uh, he filmed it entirely in Ontario and Ontario. So I think Hamilton mostly, or just outside of Hamilton, he filmed mm-hmm. it. Um, so yeah, I had a chance to interview John. John was my my inway to Fango. Cause I was trying to get into Fangoria and uh, mm-hmm. I had met uh, Chris Alexander at that time who was editing the magazine. And he's like, I pitched him black roses. And he's like, yeah, if you can go ahead and get John Fasano as an interview, you're in. <laughs> so I, I actually approached John. He uh, wrote me back and he was really gracious to talk. And uh, it was a great interview because at the end of it, he goes, well, congratulations, Fango writer. It's like, you got the gig. And I was like, Oh, thank you. <laughs> so yeah, the interview <laughs> was great. And, uh, yeah, and he was really gracious to have it. And, unfortunately, he died about a year later, which was which really, really oh, sad. That's too bad. Yeah, and, yeah, it's unfortunate, but, yeah. But he was a great guy, and I, I was very thankful for the interview at the time.
0: And I also remember a movie called The Gate. Have you seen The Gate?
1: Yep, yep, Stephen Dorf. <laughs> Stephen I want to Dorf. watch
0: that one again because I remember little movie. kids listening to metal <laughs> albums backwards. And, uh, and
1: if you remember, um, Killer Dwarfs are in that. Uh, oh, they oh, were they? <laughs>
0: there. Yes, they do. And I'd have to watch that again to get remember that. Maybe I don't even know if I I don't recall that, but maybe if I seen it, I'd remembered that. Yeah, they they do have a song since... in,
1: in that in that movie, so they're associated with it. And they'll bring it up from time to time if you ever hear them talk in interviews, they'll mention it. <laughs>
0: So. Yeah, there was another one, but no, I think it's lost my mind here. Oh, okay. All right. Do you have any others you want to mention?
1: Uh there's well, there's a of course one of the critters movies that that um, uh, Wash Blackie Blackie Lawless was in. Mm-hmm. Um, Motorhead had connections to Hellraiser three because they did a song for that movie as well. Uh, there's also Rock and Roll Nightmare, which is another yeah. Fasano film. That that's a that's kind of a kind of 80s classic because i think uh, thor's in that one if i do believe
0: i think he's in oh
1: because thor. Yeah. thor made a couple of those movies yeah so mm-hmm. there's a there's a bunch there's a bunch actually
0: yes and i just oh i just had one on the, my mind oh uh danny Filth and cradle of filth had a movie oh, called yes. cradle of fear
1: yeah yeah i one. haven't seen that movie actually yet i've seen i mean i think it? i have
0: it on dvd oh, somewhere okay. but it's it was years ago that i first watched it and okay, then i just I watched uh it. somebody told me to watch um, the clown movie, not it, but uh, Terrorizer 2. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was ter- watching
0: it's Terrorizer 2, ter- and I saw ter- all these ter- heavy metal posters on the kids' wall, but
1: yeah, it's Terrifier, the movie.
0: Oh, Terrifier, yeah, sorry, yeah, not ter- two
1: movies, yeah, there's one and yes. two,
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah, in the second one, I seen all these heavy metal posters on the kids' yes, wall, yes. didn't have anything to do with that, but
1: <laughs> no, not really. It's just it's in the background, <laughs> yeah, it's background yeah. stuff for visuals to look at.
0: Yes, but anyway, yeah, there's lots of good movies out there, and I'm sure there's a bunch that we missed, and we'll remember after we're done the episode, but that's fine. So now we're going to talk about Anthrax, and there's going to be some horror movie stuff mentioned in this, but I'll just give a little bio for anybody that maybe doesn't know. Anthrax is an American thrash metal band from New York City, formed in 1981 by... Scott Ian, guitarist Scott Ian, and bassist Dan Lilker. The group is considered one of the leaders of the thrash metal scene from the 80s and is part of that Big Four that they made up there with Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. Of course, we could debate which bands should be in the Big Four, but whatever. Those are the four that they toured together.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Let's see. They were also one of the first thrash bands from the East Coast there in the United States, along with Overkill and Nuclear Assault. Yep. The current lineup consists of Scott Ian, drummer Charlie Benante, bassist Frank Bello, vocalist Joey Belladonna, and guitarist Jonathan Donace. I hope I'm saying that right. Donace, yeah, I think it's <laughs> uh, see, Joey, The singer Joey Belladonna has left and rejoined the band three times over the career. Mm-hmm. The debut album. Was called Fistful of Metal, and uh, Neil Turbin was the vocalist on that. Then Belladonna joined for the next four studio albums. Then he left, and armor, former Armored Saint singer, or maybe I guess he's current again because they're back, I believe, yeah. John Bush was yeah. on the next four albums. And then Belladonna rejoined, and the last two studio albums, the last one was in 2016, named For All Kings and now the the lineup for the oh we're doing among the living i don't even know if i mentioned that we're yeah. doing their third album among the living yep so Where is that? yes dan third spitz. studio album march 16th 1987 on megaforce records now the band there was Belladonna. dan spitz was on guitar with scott yep. ian frank Bello, well and the bass and drummer are still the same as they are now but I think Bello left for a while, too. Did you know it?
1: I think he did. But it was in between album tours because he joined Helmet for a little bit for a wee bit. Okay. another New York kind of metal hardcore band.
0: Yes. Now, uh, let's see. They dedicated this album, Among the Living, in the memory of Cliff Burton of Metallica, who passed away six months before the release of this album, as okay. that happened when Anthrax was on tour opening for Metallica and of course most people are going to know cliff died in a bus accident during that tour in i think it was finland sweden sweden i think it was sweden sweden yes okay and let's see in 2012 ian scott ian said in an interview that part of the reason the album sounds so angry is because of cliff's death and they all lost a good friend and it was so wrong and unfair <clears throat> yeah. this album is considered by many as one of the best thrash albums of all time The producer was legendary producer, Eddie Kramer, Mm -hmm. who did uh, a live KISS album. I didn't write this down, but I remember reading. And Anthony actually liked KISS, so they're really excited to have Eddie Kramer produce one of their albums. Yeah. And here, let me. I'll let you talk about the album cover since we mentioned this off voice. You know about that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, basically for me. Um, one of the reasons why I got into Anthrax was because of uh, Master of Puppets because they go hand in hand. Now the mm-hmm. artist Dan Brodingham did do Master of Puppets. So that was the first album that I picked up. And then when I picked that album up, I was like, oh, I, I discovered Anthrax. And then I saw that cover and I was like, oh, that cover is bloody awesome. I love that cover. And uh, Brodingham did the art uh, based on Charlie Bonante's designs or ideas. Uh, as you know, uh, Charlie is a huge, huge horror fan, and because of that, uh, he wanted. Uh, and as the title track, "Among the Living," of course, is the is based on the stand. And on top of that, though, um, the one thing about what's really cool about the, about the inner album sleeve, there's a photo of the band standing in a subway subway station in New York City, and Charlie's wearing uh, Day of the Dead. Yeah, uh, Romero's Day of the Dead. A movie poster, t T-shirt. <laughs> I love that. So that was the reason why I got into the band at at that time, because I'd always been a huge horror fan. And so, yeah, Brodingham did both both covers. Um, he's a really gifted artist. I, I guess at that time, Anthrax and Metallica were were, were hand in hand because they were buds, as you, as you mentioned uh, previously, hanging out together in New York. Because uh, when they came to New York, they were brought there um, to record their. Uh, I believe this was when they were recording uh, "Kill 'Em All." they brought, uh, they came to New York and they were basically hanging out with the Anthrax guys. Like I think they were hanging out at uh, Charlie's and I think Scott's place, if I I remember correctly, Mm -hmm. um, reading all that stuff. So Dan did the cover, Dan was a gifted artist. He did a bunch of other covers for music music related projects. Um, However though, Dan passed away in 2008 of um, stomach cancer. So that was kind of a shitty loss to lose him. He's a really gifted artist.
0: He also did the cover for State of Euphoria. Also, yes,
1: he, yeah. yes, he did. Yes, he did that cover as well. So he now, did so, the Anthrax covers.
0: So, uh, so this was the first time you heard Anthrax? Was this album?
1: Or- uh, yeah, for me it was. Yeah, because I, growing up in Scarborough, Scarborough um, like suburbs of Toronto, um, there was like this record store in my neighborhood. So I used to go there every every week to look at the new um, metal albums that came out. And for mm-hmm. me at that time, I'm going to date myself here, but cassettes were the big thing. So first I had to go buy the latest cassette and he, this, the dude that ran the shop was getting all the latest thrash, thrash, uh, you know, uh, cassettes in all the time and records mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I basically bought, uh, I bought uh, master of puppets and then that led me right into among the living right after that, which I bought. Cause they both came out in the same month. Right.
0: Yes. And they're both on Megaforce Records too. And they
1: were at that time. That's right. Yeah, they're both. Or on I
0: guess I, I maybe was I don't know if was Master of Puppets on Megaforce. I forget, but I know Metallica no, no, no. was um, just uh, the first um, two. I think.
1: Kill 'em all was yeah was on Megaforce, and then they moved over to um, okay. Electra yeah. after that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. Um, now, now for me, now it's people already know my age if they listen to this podcast, or they know around <laughs> my age. <laughs> But uh I'm pretty sure I heard the first anthrax album because I heard the first like because I heard Kill em All first yep. before I that's my first Metallica album. And this mm-hmm. was 87. So obviously I'm pretty sure I heard uh Metal Thrashing Mad was, but I can't remember exactly if I just got the album, if I heard the song. I can't remember any of that for this yeah. or anthrax that is. So I definitely would have heard the the Fistful of Metal album first, and then I would have heard "Spreading a Disease" with Joey Belladonna joined. So I heard those two albums before I heard this one. Okay. Just uh, so people know when I first heard this group. So now I guess we'll just get on to the songs. And okay. the first track is also the title track, "Among the Living." And I'll let you talk. Oh, mention oh one thing you didn't mention yeah. the stand. Of course, for anybody who doesn't know, that's a book by Stephen King. Just in yeah. case people know that, but you can go ahead on the song.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously the song—the song is well, the lyrics are derived from from the stand, so because they mention Randall Flag, and that's where the debate came at the beginning when when the album came out. I was like, is that Randall Flag on the cover? Because it could technically be, but mm-hmm. i yeah, I, I know for the longest time before Charlie had spilled that in interviews, it was always, oh, that's Randall Flag, the man, like which is how he's uh, termed in the King book because I've read that book like several times. Mm-hmm. And so that song that song is a really really good opener it's one of the songs that i that i really liked i love the gang shouts uh i like the way that uh, joey handles the song it's, it's just brutal riffing right from the start right into the end of the song it's an awesome song
0: yes uh i love the line which i don't know if this is from the book or a movie or whatever but i love the line just i'm the i'm the walking dude i don't know why i just <laughs>
1: that that's from the book they took that specific Is it okay book yeah he refers to like, the walking the walking dude or the walking man i think they might have referred him from the novel but yeah uh-huh. they took it right from the book so
0: <clears throat> but yeah I, I like that song i mean well we're gonna a spoiler alert i'm probably gonna like pretty much every song that we're talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but anyway I, but yes i like that song it's a great opener and and yeah. yes i love the the vocals too the chanting group vocal thing there that's yeah, good yeah. charlie guess, was amazing yeah that's
1: a- Charlie and um and Scott.
0: Because after we talk about this, we're talking, we're gonna give our top 10 anthrax songs of all time. And like I sure. could just put every one of these songs on there, probably, but I try <laughs> sure. not to do that. But that's okay. <laughs> anyway, now we go into pot in a mosh. So what do you think?
1: Oh, that that that's that's pretty much like an anthem song to me, because it's like they play that in, in shows. The mosh pit goes insane. It goes totally insane. I love that song. That song is like, it's very anthemic. Um, when you think of Anthrax, you think of Cotton in Mosh because that band, back in the day, and I've seen several of their concerts over the years and I was there, that mosh pit is insane. It just drives people like to a frenzy. So um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a very anth- anthemic song in my mind, for me. Um, mm-hmm. Whenever you, someone says, whoa, Anthrax, what songs? That song always comes up first. and it's
0: kind of funny because the song the lyrics aren't really about a mosh pit are they but no
1: no they are not but (laughs)
0: but it's just that you know that goes with it so everybody just thinks let's mosh because it's caught in a mosh again i like i like the they have a lot of funny there's horror lyrics but then there's also funny silly kind of laughter lyrics or whatever like where he says where you dropped as a baby because brains you lack i always thought that was great yeah
1: yeah. And then they yeah, stomp, literally.
0: stomp, stomp, the idiot convention. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah,
1: yeah, but yeah Joey, this is
0: one of my favorites off this album for sure. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. I like this song too. I, I like it a lot. Uh, uh, there's not really a bad song on this album, to be honest. No.
0: And now we got Judge Dredd, I Am the Law.
1: Yeah, now this is my favorite song on the album for me. Um, being a comic book fan for years and years and years. And I knew that Scott was a huge Judge Dredd fan and you know, 2000 AD. And I read a lot of those comics, too. I love that song. This song, to me, is whenever I, someone mentions Anthrax, I'll say, yeah, I'm the law. That's the song, Judge <laughs> Dredd. And they, and they very much, at, at that time in their life, they, they were not shy to say, yeah, we love comic books. And that was another reason why I got into the band, because they love comic books, and I love comic books. And I was reading Dredd back then, too. So I was like, oh, this is fantastic. A <laughs> band that I like is reading the same comics that i like so for me that that i always think that and the lyrics are dead on i love it it's they they describe a dread comic to a t so it's like oh yeah this is dread i could tell you this is judge dread
0: now now myself i wasn't a comic book reader so i didn't right? i probably did, <clears throat> i probably didn't find out about this comic book thing mostly until preparing for this episode <laughs> because I didn't I mean I liked lyrics and things but I didn't really study it about why is a song about I mean I mean I realized I probably did realize it's about a comic book character this Judge Dredd but you know, not being a comic book fan like you, it didn't mean as much to me as it did to you. But of course, I still love the song, and it's yeah. Well, they're all heavy. There's no ballads on here. I guess we have to worry about
1: <laughs> no. Well, Indians might be the closest thing to a ballad, but we'll get. <laughs> but to
0: Charlie that. sounds really good on this one. Too. Well, I mean, he sounds good on all of them, but his drums really stand out on this one to me, anyway.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Charlie Charlie's drums are pretty much what drives the rhythm of the band, right? He's just yeah. He just he's such a beast on the drums he doesn't stop or let up it's amazing
0: and um oh and then we got we got a song about football here nfl okay it's not really about football yeah
1: that that's that's a great song too i i love it i love i just love the wording of it you know how they had how they how they wrote that it's such a great song. It to me, it's like wow, it's like this. I've never heard this in this song before. It's like nice in life, okay? Yes, yeah, that's a great song. I, I always lo- love the lyric the lyrics of it. And I, I believe that that song is actually written by Scott. Scott wrote the lyrics for that
0: song, okay? It so did. My- I did read that it says it's a protest song against drug abuse and was inspired yeah. by the death of John Belushi, if right, that's right. true.
1: I okay. know uh, Belushi was the yeah the, uh, Scott's mentioned it many times that yeah John okay. Belushi was was the person that they were I guess I guess that inspired the song to some degree
0: mm-hmm. and I love the line that uh, the public took right to you like flies to a pile of shit that was yeah, always
1: yeah. a <laughs> very <laughs> very eloquently put let's put it that way <laughs>
0: <laughs> and of course it is called nfl evil neck for anybody and of course that is nice fucking life spelled backwards which but you gotta give kind
1: of... you have to give joey props he was able to spit that out in a song like <laughs> wow he was dead on like Ooh, this is
0: great yeah i wonder how long it took to get that i wonder <laughs> if they say hey, we want you to say nice fucking life backwards all in one word
1: <laughs> exactly exactly
0: but yeah, yeah that's another one of my favorite songs on the album.
1: Yeah, that's a pretty strong song. Yeah, I would agree with you there.
0: And it's funny, I read, uh, I, I joked about the football thing, but I read on Wikipedia where Scott Ian still, I don't know if he gets asked now, but he would get asked all the time, why did you write a song about football? <laughs> <laughs> and he said they obviously don't read the lyrics or anything or listen to the yeah, lyrics. Yeah, it's
1: definitely not football, believe me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, then we go on to A Skeleton in the Closet.
1: Yeah, this song, this song, I really, really love a lot. I love the title of the song first of all, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that it's basically apt. Well, is again, it's another King song. It's a reference to "App Pupil," the short story, and uh, I think it's uh, what seasons or yeah, seasons, uh, the King uh, compilation album of sorry, a book of uh, short so- of short stories. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, "App Pupil" is the uh, the song. That oh, yes. Is the story that they're referencing for the song?
0: Great song. Yes, I love I, that. I can see that, and this is another one of my favorites on the album. But yeah, I love the telling uh, story thing. And will you? Will you? Whatever. Just stand on. they did it great. This, the lyrics and everything there.
1: Well, they stand Well, they were obviously huge King fans at the time, so they they were obviously like you know avid readers of King because they pretty much use a lot of his the earlier books to write their songs, which is cool. Which to me is really cool
0: and it's funny when i was listening to this like when i was in 1987 where i was younger <laughs> mm-hmm. even though i liked the lyrics and stuff but i wouldn't really like i wouldn't study the lyrics to try to figure out what every single thing meant or whatever and it's just yeah. i would he- hear the line he was once ss and it really didn't click into me till this week went oh hey, right. right that's what that means i'm not going to say what it means but anyway <laughs> yeah
1: yeah we got it yeah no you know what though That's funny i'm the opposite of you because i'm a ra- writer pretty much all my life so mm. the lyrics were always what like attracted me to the band because i love mm-hmm. the way they used and phrased words it was very interesting um and i always would go look them up like schism like, what does that mean i never heard the word at the time <laughs> i gotta look this up so it was like yeah i always liked the way that they used words and the way they phrased words in their in their lyrics very 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 intelligent clever
0: well i know like i would just I would know the lyrics, and I w- I'm from the vinyl days, so I would get the, yeah. like, before the internet, so I'd get the vinyl out and read the lyrics, as long as it came with the lyrics. I think it did. <laughs> I, didn't, I forgot to go back and look. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, I just wouldn't, like, study it, or I loved, I might memorize it, but I didn't necessarily care exactly what it meant sometimes, so. Right. But that was just me. I know people have complained that, or not complained, but... <laughs> said you should worry about the lyrics more but because i was talking i've mentioned this before but since i haven't mentioned to you i talked to a singer in a band who said that she was having trouble trapping trouble with writing lyrics for their new album or a new song and i said don't just just say f you or something if you're stuck everybody will love it it doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) yeah man Well I That's told her good. I liked faith no more. I said and yeah. Faith no more has all these lyrics that don't make any sense at all, but it doesn't no. matter because it just works together with the s- Mike singing and the music or whatever yeah, the music,
1: yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway,
0: let's get back to your anthrax. okay, Indians is the next one.
1: uh yeah, it's a song that I that I like. um um I, I don't know I, I, it wasn't one that really grabbed me. um I don't mind the song. It's it's one of those songs on YUM that it's still good, like it still rips pretty much from beginning to end. But it's uh yeah, I I don't I don't know if I ever if it really grabbed me in the way that some of the other songs have. How about you?
0: Well, I I uh well again, like I said, I like pretty much every song on here and it's yeah. I wouldn't skip I wouldn't skip any of the songs, I don't think. No, me neither. <laughs> And yeah, I still, I like the song. Of course, it's the plight of the Native Americans being yeah. forced to live on reservations. Now, it would be different if probably they released the song now. I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know if it matters, but people are different now with stuff. But yeah, I love it when they do the war dance cry and then go into that more thrashy stuff. But yeah, it's a good song. Love it, though.
1: Yeah, like, I think uh, just to add to your point, though, the video, the video was really cool. I w- I did like when he had the uh, the headdress on and I believe he used to wear it in some of the shows back then, too. Yes, did that number live. I
0: think. Yeah, I think I remember seeing it, too. So
1: I thought I thought that was cool because I didn't know he had uh, Native American uh, heritage.
0: Oh, I yeah, that's
1: Cherokee, if I believe if I'm, if I'm correct on that one.
0: Yes, I guess that helps for they're not going to get criticized for writing a song about it when he has. Yeah. A- heritage about it
1: but i don't <laughs> think anyone cared back then though dude like back then i don't think it was, a, it was an issue yeah, how, no. How it would be today
0: so no that's I'd right hear. yeah, yeah that's right now we have oh another fast one it's called one world which is the risk the risk sorry <laughs> the risk of nuclear holocaust yeah this is one world song.
1: i love this song this song this song rips it's heavy as hell and yeah, it doesn't stop. I love it. And I love I love uh, Scott's uh, gang vocals in the back, his shouts, the one wow. world shouting in the background. I love that part of the song. Joey Joey could shout, but he was a really like finesse singer. So mm-hmm. I don't know if Joey, if this the shouting would work. So getting contributions by Frankie and getting contributions by Charlie and even Scott, well, mostly Scott. I think Scott did, did a majority of the uh, background vocals. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, really, that song is really, really strong. I love that
0: song. Yeah, I love the reference at the start of the song, and yeah, yeah. like I say, it's another fast one. <laughs> yep, but they're and all fast, I guess, aren't they?
1: <laughs> Pretty much.
0: I guess it's a little faster than the uh, Indians was. I guess so. I guess it's faster in that sense. Yeah. Then we have ADI, no, I don't recall why it's this, but anyway, ADI slash horror of it all, and well, I'll let you talk about the song first. You'll probably yeah, this
1: song, this song I really like. Uh, I like the fact that it has a, a little bit of a mellow opening, and then it goes into horror of it all. I love it. And, and the best part of this song for me is uh, Joey's vocals. That high-pitching scream, that wail, wow, holy It uh, that song I love that song all the time for his vocals. His vocals are top notch there, at least I think.
0: And this song supposedly was written in tribute to Cliff Burton, who I mentioned earlier from Metallica. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. Yeah, because
0: yeah, yeah, because that was the horror of it all of him passing away.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it's a really good song. I, it's a very the vocals are what I think really drives the song for me. I just you could hear the the emotion in uh, Joey's voice and just love that song that was awesome
0: yeah then we finished or at least i hope this well this is how the regular album finished anyway i know now with the internet and spotify and stuff there's always re-releases where they add songs but as far as i know imitation of life is the last song on the album
1: yeah that's a song i like a lot too um imitation of life is i believe the song is actually about from my understanding it's a if you listen to the lyrics it's about fame fortune and how fake like celebrities are i believe if if i if i'm reading rightly that's kind of what i took out of the song i like that song as a closer it's a good closer
0: yes now i read that it is about especially in the music industry i don't know it's celebrities music industry it works both ways i think but yeah yes and it's another good song with the and well, I, I put just love the riffing, but I guess I love the riffing on the whole album. This is I don't know why I put that there for myself, but anyway, <laughs> but yes, yeah, so yeah. it's another good one. And uh, I was going to ask here before we, because that's the end of the album. Uh, well, let's do this first. We'll just rate this right. album out of 10. What would you give this album out of 10?
1: Uh, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be 10 for me. I'm sorry, 10, 10, because I, it's my favorite thrash album of all time. So for me, it, uh, yeah
0: that's okay to give it a 10 because i'm giving it a 10 too
1: (laughs) (laughs) see we think alike see it's awesome
0: (laughs) no i won't say it's my favorite thrash album of all time i think ride the lightning is my favorite thrash album of all time but Mm. it's pretty high up there like yeah like with that and master and maybe oh yeah
1: yeah i would agree i I don't know for me if i'm looking at from my perspective though like growing up it's it's the album that I guess, really got my attention the most. Like, I love Master as well, and Ride is amazing. But for some reason, this album just, it caught me in a way that just, I don't know, I just, it just, it was anthemic for me. I guess it kind of related to my life. I could just, I related to all the songs. I was into horror. So it was the the album that I I guess really, I find um, I'm really, like, attached to.
0: And it's probably one of the first, you mentioned it, it's one of the first ones you had too, right? Thrash metal albums that yeah, you had, like with Master yeah, yeah
1: Puppets, I had. Right? Yeah, I had Master was the first album I bought, then I bought that, then I bought this album. So, like, number one, number two. They go hand in hand. Yes. They go hand in hand, but...
0: Yes. Um... <clears throat> Now I mentioned in the bio there about, uh, excuse me, uh, John Bush singing on four albums. Yeah. Now, do you listen to, did you like any of the albums he was on? Uh, what do you think of their most recent albums where Joey's back in the band? Do you listen to them a lot or
1: uh, The John Bush era? I didn't mind. It was a change of pace. I mean, it wasn't thrash. It was more like heavy metal per se. I did like sound of white noise that album. I saw the tour. I was there. Um, it was fantastic. I lo- I, th- I thought it was a great tour, great show, um, great album in general. I I really liked the uh, the style and the uh, the aggressive uh, riffing in the album. So it worked for me. Everything else like Volume Eight, uh, the Thread is real. It's kind of okay. Again, I saw that show live, and it was it was a good show live. I didn't mind it, but it it just didn't have that kind of umph that the previous albums had for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then their last that uh, We Come For You All. I like that too. I mean, I, I think what, what I found of these albums is they use uh, Alex Ross, comic book artist. They use his cover for all, uh, he did all the covers, right? So they love Alex Ross and it's obvious that they they wanted him to do the covers, which is cool for me. But mm-hmm. those albums are all kind of hit and miss. There are things I like about them. And then there are things I don't like about them. I mean, that's yes. the thing. Like, if you go back to volume eight, just for a quick sec, um, you had Dime. Dime played on that album quite a bit. He contributed some uh, r- some riffs to the album, and I think there was uh, Paul Crook was also in the, was uh, was in the band for a short time because Dan, Dan Spitz had left after um after after Persistence. So mm-hmm. they kind of used they used Dan. No, sorry, no Dan was there for um Dan was there for um, uh, Sound of White Noise, but he left after that, and then they they brought in uh, Mike Dine to do some work and some and Paul Crook, he was a producer and he did some work on those albums too. But they're all right. They're okay. I don't mind John Bush. I think he's a great singer. I think I prefer him more in um, Armored Saint, though, to be honest.
0: Yes. Yeah. Because it's a big change when you change this, even though they changed the singer after the first album, but that's different.
1: It's
0: kind of like when Iron Maiden changed after two singers or two albums, I mean. Yeah. But then you got your singer in for a while there for four albums here with Belladonna. And you just get used to it. And when you change the singer, then it's a totally different thing, especially when he obviously doesn't sound anything like them. No,
1: no, (laughs) not at all. Not at all. But uh, Joey's return to the band has been pretty good. Um, I like worship. I like worship music. I think I listened to the new album a lot more, though. I I prefer Mm -hmm. it. I I love and I'll tell you why. Um, I'm a huge Shadows Fall fan. So when they brought in John to take over the lead, I was like, holy crap they're bringing in a guy who knows how to bring the wrist and that aggression to the songs. Cause I think they were lacking a little bit in, uh, worship music. They, you know, they had, um, uh, what's his name? Who's now gone on to an, another band. Um, what's the name escaping me? The other guitars that they had previously, I thought was all right, but I just, thought that would be God.
0: Rob Caggiano. Keg, I'm not sure Kegiano. how to Kegiano, say it. Right, name.
1: Right. Exactly. I think it's Caggiano. <laughs> yeah. He was, Keg. I didn't mind him. He was a producer um he he came in and played but i just always think that john is a beast of a guitarist he's an mm-hmm. absolute beast shadows fall is one of my is one of my favorite bands as well so when he joined the band i was like wow they sound sort of like going back to what dan had brought to the band back in the day um, not as not as much but it was a very heavy metallic sound i love that new record do you like the the new record
0: i well i have it on you know spotify (laughs) i uh uh, like i preparing for the podcast i ran through like every album okay again because it's been a while i did like for all kings i know when it first came out I us do a bunch of times and re-listening i liked worship music yeah even one of the songs that hit my top 10 here and i did like be all kings but or Far All King, sorry. But uh, again, just like I do with most albums that we do in my podcast, I always go back to the old classics that sure, I grew sure. up on or whatever. Yeah. It's hard for me to not go back to that still.
1: I get it. I get it. It's like the new Metallica album. People bitch about Metallica. I'm like, well, they're not going to play what they played back in the day. It's just yes, it's the
0: that's evolution right. of an
1: artist. They grow up, yes. they change, they mature, and they mellow. You're yes. not going to get Ride the Lightning now. You're going to get no. it. You got in 72 seasons, so
0: yeah, and they're 60 I years guess. old,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly. We're
0: closer, James,
1: I think James is what, what yeah, they're doing. not
0: 18 or whatever, yeah,
1: god, no, god, no.
0: Now, what about uh, have you seen them, Anthrax lie? I know you mentioned it once, so have you seen them live more than once, or what?
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen them like several times. I've seen uh, Bush twice on tour, I've seen Joey about four times, I've seen about six times. I saw them back in the day when they opened for Maiden. Back in 1990 at the gardens. Okay, what a, tour
0: was that? Because I was at that one been, too.
1: Yeah, that would have been, that would have been, uh, fear, um, um, no prayer no for, prayer the, for di- the dying. Okay. Persistence of time for anthrax.
0: Okay. Yes, I knew that was a great
1: show. I love that show. I was trying
0: time. to remember what Iron Maiden tour it was because I was thinking, I know it wasn't Seven Sun because I was Guns and Roses and
1: right,
0: I right. know it wasn't Psalm somewhere in time because i think that was wasted was the group i think
1: right wasted yeah yeah i I, I was at both those shows the somewhere (laughs) in time and um
0: so there yeah so we're at the same show there the one with (laughs) (laughs)
1: person and then i seen anthrax at at the elma combo in 87 when they did their uh, their own show for um uh, for among the living which was a wicked show as well
0: Oh, I didn't know. I didn't see that. And I never seen them with John Bush or anything. I probably like stopped, but I didn't Mm -hmm. see them. Was it Slayer's farewell tour? Were they on Slayer's farewell tour in Canada? Yeah. Yeah, It was okay. So I seen them there. Okay, cool. Um, I think I seen them. One other time, but I can't. It's too hard to remember where okay. and when. But anyway, yeah, I've seen them a few times. But yeah, the first one would have been that Iron Maiden opening for Iron Maiden. Yeah. Okay, so now we'll finish with our top 10, unless there's something you wanted to add, but we'll finish no. with our top 10. No, no, songs. Go for it. And I guess I'll start, I guess, and yeah, go for it. with my 10 first. And I'm gonna start at number 10 and count my way up to number one. Okay. So number 10, I have time from persistence of time. Okay. And just going to mention an honorable mention from that album would be Belly of the Beast. Yeah. Mostly because I saw them on Married with Children sitcom and they played that song. Well, they didn't really play it, but the song played while they pretended they were playing it.
1: Okay.
0: On that sitcom. And they also, as a side note, were also on the sitcom News Radio. Oh. (laughs) Or Scott Ian. I'm not sure the whole band was, but Scott, I think it was Scott. And Charlie, I believe, but I'd have to go back and look. But they were being interviewed on on news radio, which is another sitcom, comedy, sitcom, of course. Oh, okay, oh, I didn't know that. Interviewed and said, "How do you like playing grunge music or whatever?" And they were just, mm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. saying, "We're not grunge, whatever." Yeah. And they mentioned Pantera in the the story too. But it, you'll have to look that up. Look up YouTube yeah. news radio Anthrax. It'll I'll
1: take up. a look at that. Yeah, thanks. <laughs>
0: it's funny. And of course, married to children is classic as a whole band's in the yep, Bundy's yep, living room that. playing. Yeah, yeah,
1: they, <laughs> they, uh, yeah, one world. they play One world. They one world on on the show. Oh, did they? Yeah, it's one world. They started. They didn't really sing it. They they played the music and then they started bashing up the uh, the band oh, I thought out. they
0: played belly of the beast.
1: Was it? Maybe they did too. They might have I,
0: I don't know. Maybe I'm mistaken. I'll have to go look that up too. <laughs> anyway okay my number nine is earth on hell which is from worship music
1: oh nice nice good song
0: yeah I that was a standout on that album anyway at least from you know just re re-listening to it again to check it out yeah. i really like that one so it made yeah, the yeah. cut number eight i have gung-ho which is from spreading the disease
1: yep yep that's a yeah. good song
0: number seven i have uh indians from this one mm-hmm. number right. six i'm back to spreading the disease again with medusa okay. as i seem those are the last medusa and gung-ho or the last two songs on that album i really like those ones, even though i like that whole album too but maybe not 10 out of 10 but i still like that album number five i have the football song even like a fessin. nice Nice. number four i got i really like be all end all from state of euphoria i really like that yeah. song yeah
1: that's a the, good
0: song the, the like cello kind of thing opening thing and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So i really like that one number and the last oh no sorry number three is skeleton in the closet nice from this one and number two is caught in a marsh yep cool and my number one which is maybe Going off the board, but it's from the first album, Metal Thrashing okay. Mad, because I just love that song.
1: Oh, that's a good song. That's a that's a really good ripping song for the time. That's
0: like probably the like if I went back, let's that album. It's probably the only song I really, really, really like is that one. The rest are just right, kind right. of mediocre, I find, but yeah, Neil's screaming vocals on that one are good, and it makes me drive, want to drive faster. So. Yeah, nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's hear your top 10.
1: All right, so it's funny you mentioned uh, hell, on, hell on Hell or Earth on Hell. I was going to pick that song, but I actually went with Fight Him Till You Can't. And no, no. I like it because it's very, because obviously it's it's zombie themed because it's about a zombie apocalypse or fighting it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of quirky and I like the chorus and I just overall I find it's a very energetic song. I mean, not as heavy as uh, uh, Earth on Hell, but it's, but it's a good kind of return to form. And so that song for me that I thought was missing on the on the Bush albums, so that's my number ten. Um, now I'm going to go pick uh, "Defend Avenge" off the last album, number nine. Okay, I um, that, that, love that song. That is just a really thrashy, heavy, aggressive song. And again, the chorus is what I what I really dig about that song. Um, mm-hmm. That's my that's my number nine. Uh, number eight, I'm picking a uh, "Room for One More," which came off um, Sound of White Noise. I, again, it's a really heavy thrashed song. And it's funny, I, I that song I liked because at, at that time in my life, I had a friend who I was sort of having, a, we we're falling out as a, a friendship. And the song just always, it, it was very much, I guess the anthem for that time. It was our, my soundtrack for my youth, that uh, it just got me so angry. Like, yeah, my friend's an idiot. And this song just did it for me. So that's why I picked it as my number eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, number seven is "Make Me Laugh." Um, I love that song off of, off of State of Euphoria. It, okay. it's, quirky, mm-hmm. it's melodic, but I, I love I love Joey's uh, uh, laughing at. That. He's got this like this laugh throughout it, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's a very unusual song for 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 a thrash band. So, but it's one that I immediately liked off that album. And then at number six, I'm picking "Keep It in the Family" from Persistence of Time. A really mm-hmm. heavy song about about racism and about uh, about you know being in a family that uh, are, are are all racists and i love that song that song is that song is just
0: killer. yeah i like that one too
1: yeah it's a really strong song uh number five is madhouse i love madhouse the, oh, video, yeah. the video is awesome <laughs> and i just and i love that song it's just it's just very anthemic it's just the choruses are loud it's just one of those songs it's very brash
0: so maybe was, I'm not sure if they had a video from their first album or not. Like, I think that is the first video from the second album. For I think sure. you're right.
1: I think, yeah, I think Madhouse is the first video they did. I don't think they had yeah. anything from um from the first album. Yeah. And then number four is Among the Living, which is, well, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, again, I've stated what I like about that song. It's yes it's a classic. So uh, my number three is Now It's Dark. Again, it's coming off um, Steady Euphoria. Now I'm picking this because of the song itself is a reference to Blue Velvet, which was by David Lynch, um, kind of a horror crime mystery film. And obviously the star of the the movie was Dennis Hopper, who had the famous line, don't you fucking look at me. He's like, it's this crazy kidnapper. And they, they pretty much those lyrics exemplify that song to a T. It's a great song for that reason alone. And I loved David Lynch back then, growing up being a huge Lynch fan.
0: Yeah, I like that song too, but I never would have known that part that you just told me.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I knew that from the I knew that because just because they use the lyric "Don't, don't you fucking look at me" because he says that a lot in the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. That's that's just shtick, <laughs> I guess, as a kind of a like a psycho killer. But yeah, that's a great song. Yeah. Now number two, "Caught in a Mosh." Again, we we know why it's a classic. It's anthemic. It's it's a mosh pick, crazy, insane song. No, no more explanation is needed. And of course, my number one song is going to be "I Am the Law." It's again oh, yeah. my favorite song from the band. I've, as I mentioned, uh, they're dread fans, and I, I love that song.
0: Yes, it's a good one. And nobody picked "I'm the Man."
1: Yeah, you, you, that's funny. You made yeah, "I'm the Man." I, I I don't mind it. Like it's all right, but I don't know. I I, I don't i'm not totally into the whole rap stuff as much for no <laughs> so i don't know i wouldn't have i it's funny I, I didn't even think about that song now that you mentioned it it's so
0: weird <laughs> well was, uh, yeah i was reading so i don't know if that came after this album I, i'm not gonna look that up but anyway yeah uh...
1: I think it did come after this album.
0: I know it was a big thing to do, be it do a thing with a rap band and stuff, but, you know, they're yeah. doing what they want. I didn't mind it at the time. It was funny. They had a funny video and stuff or whatever. So, well, but anyway, had...
1: Don't forget, like, there are trailblazers on there because they actually went on to a public enemy.
0: They yeah. threw it
1: together. So that yeah. was a that was a first for, like, metal and rap, kind of, like, mm-hmm. you know, in, a, in the same show kind of thing.
0: Yes. It probably inspired some bands, like, you know, your corns and stuff like that. Not that they're a rap, but, you know, they had, yeah, yeah, some, yeah. you know, that attitude. It. So anyway, well, that's it. So cool. we'll end this podcast. I'll just mention... uh your website again is called Horror Metal Sounds. Is that right? .com.
1: Yep, Horror okay.
0: okay, so look that up to find Ken. And again, I'll remind you to look us up on our website, www.themetalpit.org, and find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So thanks, Ken, for joining me tonight.
1: Awesome. I'm glad you had me on, my friend.
0: Thank you. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Goodbye.